Hey, hey, and welcome back to Transformed Empowered Mindset. I'm so glad you guys have joined me for part two of a parent's guide to learning patience with your kids. So if you have struggled to have patience with your kids and you can see that your kids are also struggling to have patience with one another, then you are in for a treat on today's episode. I know you're going to walk away encouraged and have some tactical methods to implement in your family today. So sometimes we just need a little direction so that we can be encouraged to direct our family in a more positive way. So I know you're going to walk away motivated and ready to implement these methods today. So grab a notebook and pen. Let's jump in. Hey friends, and welcome to Transform Empowered Mindset. I truly understand what it feels like to find worthiness, purpose, set boundaries, and feel validated as a stay-at-home mom. So if you're ready to find strength through faith to overcome negative thoughts, set goals and boundaries, transform your mindset, and be encouraged, then my friend, you're in the right place. Let's show up with the magic that we've been given by our creator. So go ahead, reheat that coffee or pop that kombucha and let's dig in. So if our kids know anything about us, they know how to push our buttons. I know mine sure do, and I know I have to make sure that I'm level-headed and that I am controlled enough so that I don't react out of anger and crush their spirits, because that's not something I'm trying to do. So with that being said, I want to dive into number seven. And if you have not listened to episode 112, then pause this episode and go right now and listen to it. I give you the first six methods to a parent's guide to learning patience with your kids. All right, so moving on to number seven, think about your relationship rather than results. So like I mentioned earlier, I really like to keep at the forefront of my mind that my relationship with my kids is the most important thing to me. And that is something that I want to build upon. And yes, they're going to do things that I do not like, and I have to recommend them for it. I have to continuously remind them what they're supposed to be doing and those sorts of things. But we have to keep our relationship with our kids at the top of of what matters because they're not going to always act that way. They're not going to always cause us to be super frustrated and, you know, get angry sometimes. They are growing and they are developing and that is just a part of the process. And so as moms and dads, we just really have to grow in that area. And now with kids, it really forces you to grow in that area. You're either going to grow or you're just going to feel like you're angry all the time if you do not grow in this area. And so really just keeping your relationship and what you, how you desire to be with your kids and the relation and the type of relationship you desire to have with them first and foremost over what the problem is, like the problem It matters, but not as much as your relationship does. So it can be easy to become sidetracked with results. However, if you focus on your relationship with your child, results will become less important, you know, and improve anyways, a lot of the times, just because our relationship has improved. You know, I like to think of it as parents that are really involved with their kids and really take time and spend with them, not just put them in front of the TV or put a tablet in front of them or, you know, just send them outside 
and you don't spend quality time with them. And when I say quality time, I mean like 15 minutes a day, you know, of quality time, but not giving them that FaceTime, that full attention, that your eyes looking into their eyes type of attention can cause them to have behavior issues anyway, because they just want and crave more time with you. And kids don't know how to say that necessarily, but it will come out in all different kind of ways. So just really thinking about your relationship over results. So if our kids don't always do what we say, just keep in mind that that is also temporary. Okay, moving on to number eight. So number eight consists of five R's. And I know it could sound like a lot, so you guys are totally welcome to write these down, but I really want you to hear me out with these and to um, keep an open mind. All right, so number eight is, Instead of reacting with frustration, when your child fails to complete a task, use these five R's. All right, the first R is to restate. So tell them what your expectation is. So I know a lot of the times we will assume our kids know what we're talking about or we think that they're mature enough or whatever the case may be. But sometimes we need to just tell them exactly what we expect them to do, exactly what the expectation expectation is. The second R is to rethink. So think about a timetable, like how long should this take them to do or how long would you desire to take them to do? The third is to reevaluate. Is this task reasonable for their age? I know that I have to catch myself with my oldest daughter thinking that she can do certain things in a certain time frame and it's just not realistic or thinking like, how come you didn't think to pick that up or to clean that room up, you know, clean up the playroom, whatever it is. How come you didn't clean it up? It was so messy. You know, all those sorts of things that we just expect them to think sometimes the way we think, but that's not realistic. So making sure whatever task we give them is reasonable. All right. The next R is to relax. Think about how you are approaching the problem and think about whether you would change anything about that task or not. So just thinking about whether it is reasonable and whether you would change anything about it. I know for my oldest child, you have to really study your kids and get to know them because she's the type that I have to write her tasks down, especially if it's more than one. I have to write them down and then I will make little boxes and I'll have her check them off once she completes them. And this is usually like stuff around the house on Saturdays that I want them to do. So that's just how her brain works. My other child, I can tell her, give her a couple things to do and she can remember to do them. But I still have to go back and check and make sure she didn't get distracted and didn't do it. So really just knowing uh, whether you need to change anything about your approach. All right. And the last R is to regroup. This is the fifth R to regroup. So actively work on the situation instead of losing your temper as you would have in the past. So truly just practice being patient and being aware that you're starting to feel frustrated and making a choice to not to lose your temper this time. Like trying some different methods such as the ones I have listed today so that you can work on not losing your temper. All right, moving on to number nine. Be prepared to apologize. 
So some may think that apologizing to your child will lessen your authority, but nothing could be further from the truth, my friend. You are the role model, so it's important to take responsibility for your actions when your own behavior is less than stellar. And I mean, hands raised over here. We all are there. We're not perfect human beings. We're imperfect people. So we're going to lose our temper sometimes. I feel like that's not a if it's a when I lose my temper, you know, sometimes be prepared to simply apologize because you know what? You are teaching your kids to ask for forgiveness when they do something that they didn't mean to do or when they hurt their siblings or when they disappoint you. They're going to think in their mind this, what does mom do? or What does dad do when I disappoint them? You know, and if you have been modeling apologizing, then they will say, hey, you know what? The right thing to do is for me to apologize. So I'm going to do that. And not just telling our kids, hey, you should apologize. You know, we never uh, apologize to them for our behavior because I find myself doing that often. If I'm really tired and I lose my temper, I'll tell my kids, hey, I'm so sorry, guys. Please forgive me. Um, and whatever the reason is, and they're usually are very forgiving. And I love to look them in the eye and ask them, do you forgive me? And it is just the precious and most sweetest thing when they look at you and say, I forgive you. You know, it's, it's such a, a beautiful moment. So I encourage you guys to definitely try it. When you apologize, you are teaching your kids how to take responsibility too. So we're imperfect humans striving to be better. All right, number 10 is to take care of yourself. So look after your own needs as well as those of your kids. Okay, mamas, let's be honest. How many of us are slacking there? We are 90% on the home front and we only like 10% ourselves, barely taking care of everyone else's needs. And we are barely getting the self-care that we need. Oh my gosh. I'm actually right now really in need of some self-care, to be honest, but yes. So how many of you are like me and you know that you really need some self-care time? Two hours, maybe even a day to just do something that you absolutely enjoy outside of your sweet kiddos. So sometimes we put ourselves at the back of the queue when it comes to self-care, but this can be to the detriment, honestly, of our families being short-tempered, being super irritable, wanting to be left alone all the time, all those are signals that it's time for you to take care of yourself. So take some time for yourself. It could be a hobby or just an hour or two off. This will give you the time you need to recharge. And I truly feel like knowing whether you're introvert or extrovert or a blend of both, like knowing what you need to recharge is very essential. Like I know that I need time alone to recharge. Some people may want to hang out with friends and uh, go out together and have dinner to recharge. Like I love dinner with friends also, but for me to truly recharge, I just need to be alone. My girls just busted in. They must want to say hi. 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 So there you have it. My sweet little girls wanted to join me while podcasting today. All right. Lastly, number 11 realize that you are human. We all lose patience occasionally. We're human. 
And while it may not seem like a positive thing at the time when we lose our tempers, what it does is it shows us what we're feeling, such as being overwhelmed or even feeling unappreciated. So the other day I got super aggravated. I mean, the kitchen was full of dishes. I had just got back from taking my little one to her doctor's appointment and I had to cook dinner and there were so many things that still had to be done. And, you know, it was just one of those, those challenging days where your schedule is off routine and my husband was there and he was being super helpful, you know, but there's only so much that both of us could do. I had to clean the kitchen while cooking, which is one of the things I do not like to do. So I was kind of getting aggressive with the dishes and, you know, I was just in a mood and truly just at that time, honestly, I was feeling unappreciated. And my oldest daughter, she is really good at reading emotions and she'll come over and she'll give me a hug and say, we love you, mommy. Thanks for all you do. And it almost made me break down and cry because that is truly, honestly, what I needed in that moment. And it's not their fault. Like it's nobody's fault at all. It's just, it's life and it's parent life. Sometimes it is overwhelming. And so just hearing those words of affirmation, hearing those words sometimes is enough and is what we need because life can be really hard sometimes and it just doesn't stop. So when life doesn't stop, make sure that you plug in your self-care day on your calendar, which I myself am going to do. So I want you guys to write down what you are feeling at that moment. Even if you have to voice memo on your phone at that moment, you can't just write it down. But then I want you guys to sit down and have a discussion with your family and just share what's in your heart and what you're feeling. And I pray that your family can encourage you But even if they don't, sometimes it's helpful just to get it off your chest so they know you're not just a mad woman, but you were actually feeling super frustrated and overwhelmed at those moments. So I hope these five methods have blessed you guys and that you will implement them. And I know it was a lot, so I'm going to recap real quick. The seventh was to think about your relationship rather than results. The eighth was to restate, rethink, reevaluate, relax, and regroup. The ninth was to be prepared to apologize. The tenth was to take care of yourself. And the eleventh was to realize that you are human mamas. So be sure, if you have not, to go back to the previous episode, 112, and listen to the first six. And on this episode, I just shared with you um, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11 for a total of 11. So I hope that did not totally confuse you guys. And I hope you um, actually will implement these methods and let me know. I would love to hear how it goes for you guys. Feel free to share in our free community group called Transformed Empowered Moms, which is in the note description. And also, you can always share any thoughts or questions that you may have to support at KimberlySexton.com. Lastly, if you have enjoyed this episode and you would like to know when I have free mentor sessions and free gifts, then please sign up with the link in the show notes that says count me in. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Hey mamas, if this episode has encouraged, motivated, or inspired you in any way, I'd love to hear from you. I can be reached at support at KimberlySexton.com. Remember to click five stars and leave a review. 
Please and thank you. Bye.